Are you ready for the new year yet? It is Thursday, December 28th. And today we get to talk with, I think, some of the most, the smartest people that I know when it comes to economics, forecasting, and just general knowledge. Just silly smart people. <laughs> I mean, great way to put it. I'm silly. Well, I just can't. All I can hear is Ben Affleck in, in Goodwill Hunting, like, my friend's wicked smart. <laughs> wicked smart. That's wicked smart. Yeah. No, these these three would easily, if you're in Boston, these people would be considered wicked smart. Wicked smart. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Exactly. So we got we have a uh, the segment from the year in extravaganza. If you haven't seen it, head over to our YouTube channel, asotu.be asotube, and um, you'll get to see the whole program. This is a segment from there where we talk to economics and forecasting and using data to make sound decisions with um Cox Automotive's. Chief economist, former chief economist, Jonathan Smokin. Now he's senior vice president of world domination. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Alex Yurchenko uh, with Black Book and uh, the one and only David Spizak, who may be the most interesting man in the world. Could be the most <laughs> interesting man in the world. Yeah, I loved this session. Can't wait to let you hear it. Check it out. And uh, we'll see you in a second. Please welcome David Spizak, Jonathan Smoke, and Dr. Alex Yurchenko. We're going to get right into it. Jonathan, I think the most important thing to talk about is your promotion. <laughs> uh, congratulations, first and foremost. Um, and secondly, um, can you tell us what the new role entails? Uh, well, for the industry, there, there should be no fear. I, I still oversee uh, the team that we've created. Um, it's now been almost seven years. Uh, and I'll still be focused on auto. The, uh, the main change is that my scope uh, has expanded to uh, oversee similar um, kind of activity in other parts of, of Cox businesses. So I'll be trying to replicate what we've done in automotive and other places while still still keeping auto automotive, uh, you know, good and strong. So who, who so fill, who's filling your seat now that you're taking on another one? Well, through the years, I've been uh, building up a really strong team. Um, so uh, there's some names that shouldn't be new to folks. Mark Strand has been on the uh, dealer association circuit for a long time and, and, and did some stints at, at uh, IHS and, and NADA. So he's very dealer retail focused. Uh, Jeremy Robb um, is somebody that came from our Mannheim Consulting a year ago onto my team and, and uh, is, is very directly connected to our Mannheim business. And so the two of them will be doing a lot more, but, but I'll still be around. Very awesome. nice. All right, so uh, let's let's get into it. Looking back, Jonathan, we'll start with you since you've been chatting already. Uh, looking back over the past year, are there any predictions that you made about uh, the economic outlook or the business in general in auto that maybe you were thinking, ah, missed on that one? I know that your report, your your grading yourself hasn't come out yet, but but there, is there anything that maybe didn't strike home the way you felt it was going to? Well, you know, first of all, I have to defend uh, the profession. Um, we, we never have regrets because we're always working with the best, uh, the best that we've got at the moment. And by the way, you know, economics is the only profession you can be wrong most of the time and still win a Nobel Prize. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll good choice. <laughs> but I would say the thing that. Uh, I think I got most wrong uh, and my team, uh, you know, got most wrong for this year. And it's to the detriment, uh, I think, of the industry in terms of where we are now going into 24 is that 
new vehicle sales uh, really grew much more rapidly. Um, last year, at this time, there was all this chatter about newfound discipline by manufacturers that would forever keep inventories lean. And, uh, well, I think we've settled that story. Uh, and incentives Human nature are- wins in the end. <laughs> so, and we, didn't, we weren't big believers over the longer term that, uh, that that could be true, but we thought that there would be some lingering supply chain issues and, uh, and there would be some conservatism at display in 23, but that's, that's all out the window. Uh, and we, we clearly are, are trending towards something that looks a lot like 2019 and before, uh, rather than how we thought things might be, uh, a year ago. Alex, you, uh, as a part of black book are tracking millions of data points, um, monthly and, and really looking at, uh, the balance between both new car, uh, inventories as well as used car valuations, um, how have you seen this this change in uh, the new car landscape impact uh, the models on on what's happening in the used car space? I, I, I think uh, similar to Jonathan, we were uh, surprised that inventory grew that fast uh, to to these levels. We were expecting some more gradual growth, uh, more more discipline, and w- with that, we were expecting uh, a little bit slower growth in new sales with all of the you know, increases in interest rate with all of the headwinds, uh, retail, new retail sales and uh, just grew uh, at a healthy rate. Um, and on the use side, I think the what what surprised me is that uh, retail use prices were not declining as fast as wholesale prices. Uh, dealers mm. were dealers were able to keep those prices higher than we expected. Um Bad for consumers, I guess. Uh, better for dealers, uh, but the affordability question will will roll into twenty twenty four. Used prices are used cars are too expensive for a lot of consumers. So, David, you're somebody who spends a lot of time with dealers who are fighting it out on the front line every day and kind of looking at things from an overarching strategy perspective across all departments of the dealership. Um, so you obviously rely on the, the data and insights produced uh, by Jonathan and Alex on a regular basis. What is your perspective on how those are, are getting their way to the frontline decision making right now? It's a great question, Paul. And I was sharing with uh, both of these gentlemen, I, I really do rely on their data each and every month. I, I look at the, the weekly insights with BlackBook uh, religiously, uh, looking for trends there. I, I rely on what Jonathan and his team puts out each and every month. Um, I, I'm actually surprised. I am and I'm not. Um, you know, there's two things I've said about retail automotive. You, you could learn... A, you can go to classes, guys, for a lot of things, and you could, you know, learn how to do F and I more effectively, uh, fixed ops, the nuances of a financial statement. Um, but we should all take note that there's never been a uh, any classes that will help people in retail automotive uh, lift their self esteem. Um, it's it's not needed. This is this this. There's two things you could find in retail automotive. Um, in a big way. One is self-esteem, which just means that confidence, that bravado. And it's really helpful because when we did go through the these tough times, you know, where a SOTU really launched from, uh, where you, where you um, uh, originally created that the, the brilliant 
concept of let's let's all come together and unify during the pandemic. We it was just proven to us, um, as it always has been, that retail automotive dealers are incredibly resilient. Um, the other thing that you'll find in droves is uh, irrational optimism, and so even though there is extraordinary data that. that that's available. Um, by by the team at BlackBook and by Jonathan and his team, there's so much irrational optimism. It's almost as if some, at dealerships, you could look up and say the sky is blue and they'll tell you it's black. Um, they see what they want to see. And the reality is, is that I've been saying all year that used cars are about as predictable as cryptocurrency. You, you need to exercise a much higher level of discipline and process if you're going to win. Um, and I've been showing, as I've shared with Jonathan, I literally share with dealers every single month because I know they're not going out and really looking at it, is economic data. And this, what I keep saying, guys, is that nobody should ever feel bad about being or embarrassed about being surprised by an earthquake, right? I mean, think about it. Jonathan, you're talking about the fact economists can be wrong most of the time and still win a Nobel Prize. Seismologists study every single day, every hour, and they have no idea when something's <laughs> going to hit, where it's going to hit, how big it's going to be. They have no idea. They just You might as well be playing some kind of seismologist version of pin the tail on the donkey on a map, right? But, but you should never be uh, surprised by a hurricane. You know, we could see a hurricane forming two and three weeks out, for God's sakes. Right. So what we're starting to experience, depending on brands, and if you go to one end of the spectrum, you've got Stellantis, most notably Dodge, which most dealers are drowning in chargers and challengers without the support that they probably should have on it or need to have on it. At the other end, you've got Toyota, Lexus, Honda. Surprisingly, Kia has exercised a pretty fair amount of discipline. And interestingly enough, their level of discipline is different than Hyundai's level of discipline. Right. But you've got those yeah. big five. You've got Toyota, Kia, Honda, Lexus, and Subaru. And if you look at it, and I broke down Jonathan's data, and if you look at both the multiples as well as what we're seeing year over year in profitability, they're either flat, up, up somewhat, or down a little bit. When you start to move towards the other quartiles in inventory, um, you'll see that that line starts going more and more progressively down. And by the time you get to that fourth quartile, that's over 90 days, it is in, some of them are an absolutely free fall. And uh, so it's, 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 uh, it, it's extraordinary, I think, what we're seeing at the retail level. And um, I believe in 2024, we're going to need a, a significantly more discipline, specifically in used cars and new car asset management, um, for dealers to be able to be as profitable as they can be and should be. So I think we figured out, Jonathan, when you walked into your master's uh, in economics classes, they wrote the words irrational optimism on the board, and then they just drew a big X through it. And they said, you're never allowed to do this way, right? And dealers are the opposite. So, um, you know, I've always liked, Jonathan always brings a, a sense, I would say, of rational optimism yes. to the industry. All right, we just have, we just have a minute left. Um, uh, we'd like to give each of you uh, the opportunity to give us one prediction, like a 15-second prediction for 2023. David, we'll start with you, and then we'll go to Alex, and we'll end with Jonathan. 
I'm Man. sorry, 2024. Did I say 23? 23. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll go 24 <laughs> this time around. It's nothing like making a bold prediction for 2023 <laughs> at the end of the year. Um, listen, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to say two things. Number one, um, EVs are going to come to a tipping point as it pertains to the business model for dealerships. And the second thing is I fully expect OEMs to finally come around and feel the pressure to bring more OEM incentives, more compelling consumer offerings and more compelling uh, OEM to dealership offerings. They've been very slow to come back to the table, even though they've been very fast to lose their discipline on, on inventory production. Okay, Alex, 2024, what's one prediction? Uh, use, use prices uh, are gonna continue to drop, but uh, they still gonna be elevated by you know any historical uh, level. Jonathan, you get the final word. What's going to happen in 2024? Well, we're not going to have a recession, but the economy and the industry are in for a very weak growth year. And that means another year of declining profits for dealers. So when I see you all at NADA, one of the songs I'll be playing for the year is CNC Music Factory is going to make you sweat. Everybody. <laughs> he came Jonathan in with DJ is, Smokey is, Smoke. There it is. is, is as long as you don't break down and start dancing to CNC. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I might be dancing. Gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for joining us. We can't wait to, to see what happens in 2024 and, and to watch uh, how you all encourage us through the year. I love the idea of irrational optimism because that in, in a phrase explains auto dealers in this industry yeah, exactly. uh, across the board, even though right now there's like a little, little pessimism going on, right? A little, well, no, it's always like, you know, you get between the buddies in the car business and you're like, nah, it's, you know, it's going to be rough. <laughs> and then like, for some reason, there's like this switch that flips and you get to the showroom and it's like, We're show 300. <laughs> and, but, but the levity between that, like Jonathan smoke, always someone who I think brings a very rational optimism to his economic reports and his approach to economics and automotive in general. Then you have black book data showing the indices. And then you have David Spizak on the front lines. And you realize like, we actually have a lot of reason to be optimistic. We do. Yeah. All of them said, Hey, look, it, it might be a little bit tougher. You might have to look a little, work a little harder, but there's some optimism around the corner. Mm -hmm. We're seeing stuff with interest rates potentially be pulled back. I saw some stuff last week where there's manufacturers offering 0% again, <gasps> which is nuts. Mm -hmm. uh, tax, tax season is supposed to be great too. Tax season is Average tax return is going to be high. Used car prices are coming into a more affordability, uh, you know, a, a more affordable spot in, yep. as far as price range. So the optimism is up. We're a little bit irrational in the car business, but isn't that what makes us resilient? That's what makes us a family. Everyone loves an irrational optimist. At least we do in this industry. Hey, <laughs> we hope you have an amazing Thursday. Only a few days left in 2023, so make them count. Coming to a close.